To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith as we talk investing, finance, retirement. This go around on the podcast, we are talking about tax tips. A little recap for us here as 2021 keeps moving along and some things to consider, ponder, and questions that we've gotten and we see in this space. So we're going to tackle a few of these this week. What's going on, Kyle? How are you, my friend? Doing pretty well. The weather's starting to get above below freezing. So I think I saw <laughs> a little bit of snow left on my lawn, but yeah. uh, I'm looking to uh, for the weather to maybe consistently stay in the 40s and 50s for a couple of weeks. That's then, the term uh, right there, consistent. Yeah. I talked to yeah. advisors all across the country and it's the same conversation. It's been a pretty uh, damp, cold, you know, crazy winter just in a lot of places. So the uh, the farmer's almanac was uh, was right yet again. It's <laughs> It called for a rough winter in 2021. It was not wrong. Well, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. The weather's been pretty rough. And tax time, hey, you know what? It doesn't care, right? It shows up regardless. So, let's jump in and talk about a couple things this week on the podcast um, as we're you know getting ready to file and some questions that have popped up. And some of these might make sense. Some of these maybe not. But there's a lot of confusion in some of these newer areas or just even wondering how they might affect things. So, I got some traditionals as well as some new stuff for you just to give, your, give us your thoughts on, Kyle. Let's start with the stimulus payments. We've seen a lot of questions out there about, you know, are they taxable? Uh, will they impact returns in any way? You know, just what's your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's, you need, need to be careful because there's different forms of payments that did go out to different individuals, whether it was a business, you know, check or was it individual check. Mm-hmm. In general, um, the rule is the payment is not included in your gross income. I would highly suggest, you know, speaking with your tax professional. Um, they're going to be the ones who are actually, you know, licensed to give you that advice. But, you know, this sh- should not include the payment in your taxable income on your federal income tax return. But again, I would, I would highly encourage you to, uh, you know, seek advice. And the person you're working with should be able to guide you. Um, but from the rules that I understand that that payment was not included on your gross income. Okay. All right. So yeah, definitely some questions when it comes to that. So you want to double check with a CPA. If you're working with a financial professional, someone like Kyle, they can refer you to somebody if you don't have one or whatever the case might be there. Um, Tax brackets, no real change here, right? I mean, obviously there's been a lot of heated discussion about whether they get changed, but for filing for you know, 2020, there's no difference from 2019 is my understanding. Or if there is, I think it's just the top bracket, I think. Yeah. The, uh, it's kind of a good time right now because I think most people are either starting to complete, you know, their filings, or you, you just got done f- filing your 2020 returns. Um, not much should be different. Uh, slight increases on room in the brackets, um, but nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, the only thing I guess you really do have time on is to consider funding Roth or traditional IRAs to count for 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but again, that. That kind of comes down to pay now versus pay later situation. It's too late to do a Roth conversion. That actually has to be done in the current tax year. So if you're going to do any type of Roth Roth conversion planning, it has to be done in 2021, and it will be see, seen as a 2021 um, taxable event. Yeah, and what we're talking about today, you know, we it can be viewed as you know for 2020 or even 2021 because there are some of these pieces that uh, it's too late now for 2020, but it's still something you can, especially when you're talking about you know, retirement planning and planning for like a lot of our listener base, 
Uh, it's not, shouldn't be anyway, just about tax prep. It should be tax planning, which is really an all year thing versus just a thing we do for April. Uh, charity cares act had some provisions in there. It wasn't a lot, but anything we need to know there? No, I would say, um, you know, extra charity goes a long way, but keep in mind, you can deduct up to $300 in donations, uh, with the cares act. There could be a little extra savings for someone there, um, even if you choose the standard deduction option. Right. Another option to consider is, you know, if you're forced with some required minimum distributions, as I think we're going to talk about next, you know, a qual a QCD might help offset that RMD if that's going to like maybe bump you up in a tax bracket or, or maybe affect how your Social Security is going to be taxed. That's one way mm-hmm. uh, where you could use that in your on to benefit you. Go ahead and roll right into the RMDs then, since you're talking about with the QCDs. Uh, obviously, that was suspended in 2020. What's the word for 2021 or you know, just what's some thoughts there? I would say plan ahead on this is going to be required, obviously a required minimum distribution. Yeah, um, it's right in the title, isn't it? <laughs> typically, um, there's a couple of ways of going about it. You can wait till the end of the year to pull it out, um, or you can almost do it like on a monthly basis. It's based upon your account value at the end of the previous year. Um, so what was your fair market value or your account values mm-hmm. in total for your tax deferred accounts on that? There's a factor and depending on what option you choose on the payouts, mm. that money has to be pulled out throughout the year. So kind of just keep in mind, you know, if you're going to wait till the end of the year, you know, you could be forced to sell at a loss if the markets are down at that time. Um, so always keep an eye on your accounts on when you're going to trigger that in the beginning of the year. But I would plan ahead um, on doing that. And even if it's not required, it still might be a good idea to go ahead and do that and pay the tax now at a lower, you know, ordinary income rate. Just knowing that the idea of tax, you know, taxes going up is is coming one day or another. Right, so. right, right. Well, let's hit a couple of recaps on RMDs too, Kyle, that had changed. They are no longer 70 and a half, right? They are now Correct. 72. And again, that was waived last year. So if you turn 72 in 2020, or you're even turning it in this year in 2021, you have to do this uh, yeah, as so to your that, point. 70 and a half up to 72. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not required on an employer account um, as long as you're still working. And the other key there is maybe even talking about an inherited IRA account. Um, you still, with the new laws, um, it used to be based upon your life expectancy, which has now gone away. It's based upon that 10-year frame. So you kind of have to weigh all those factors um, into, you know, when do you want to pay the tax? Right. And it's a pretty hefty penalty, folks, if you do not take this, correct? Correct. It's the largest penalty in the tax book at 50%. 50%. And it's taxable. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that's going to sting just a hair if you don't do it. So if you kind of got lulled to sleep last year because they did waive it, and as of right now, now who knows if they do something different, but as of right now for 2021, you do have to pay it. So make sure you just don't forget about it this year. And if you're working with an advisor, they'll help you with that. But if you're not, Make sure you're having a conversation about RMDs because they can certainly sting just a bit. Okay, home offices, Kyle. This is a this is an interesting one because of COVID and everything with 2020 and so many people working from home. I've had a lot of questions from folks saying, "Hey, I should be able to write this off, right? Because I've used this, you know, a room in my house as an office all year." And if you're a contractor or a small business owner, yes, that's always been the case. But that is not the case if you are a W two employee for somebody else, correct? Yeah, there's different tax advantages of a, a W-2 employee, you know, versus a, you know, 
a 1099 or well, however you're, you know, you're getting paid or right. There's advantages of, you know, working from home, more deductions allowed, uh, but don't be confused. You know, again, this is something up front that your tax professional should be able to guide you on if you can take advantage of some square footage in your home. Um, but again, it's it's typically not going to be in favor of someone who's, you know, that W-2 worker. Yeah. And a lot of people know about this rule. They have friends that are small business owners or whatever. And I've just heard a lot of questions from people saying, oh, great, that's off. You know, I can turn my small home office. I can write that off. Uh, so you really need to understand the rules around deductions, but it, it's not going to apply to you if you're working for, you know, whatever your company is that you worked for and you just, you were forced to work at home because of COVID. So doesn't quite work that way. So again, make sure you're checking those things, especially if you're doing uh, some of my next stuff here, Kyle, which is if you're doing this yourself, if you're doing one of these uh, software-based things or going to a big box place, any filing advice to ponder there? Obviously, if you're doing it yourself, don't just assume you get the home office thing. Hopefully, the software walks you through it, but you just never know. Sure. Filing advice really comes down to your circumstance. Some people's situations are you know, pretty complex with different sources of income, uh, multiple tax levels that are involved. Even if you have rental vacation, you know, capital gains, short-term carryovers, you know, if it's pretty clear cut, it kind of comes down to, you know, what do you feel comfortable with? I would say most people can actually end up filing on their own or kind of taking the H&R TurboTax approach. Some people need to actually pay a a professional because there's a lot of maybe like quarterly quarterly payments and all that stuff going involved. Mm -hmm. So they need to see a CPA or an accountant. Um, as far as my involvement goes with my clients, um, we do what's, uh, what I call tax forward planning versus tax filing. Um, I'm not licensed to provide, you know, file your taxes, but um, I, I truly believe that any type of advisor, especially, a, you know, a financial or fiduciary out there should be able to examine a tax return and look for opportunities um, for their clients. And that's mm, kind of yeah. where we get involved is looking at the, you know, the tax returns to look at some opportunity um, and then kind of, you know, if we're going to do Roth conversions or whatever we're going to do, you know, what's the benefit down the road because we are paying more tax now, you know? Right, right. So that's kind of where we get involved is to create, we don't want someone to look at us, look at us as just like a money manager. Um, we want to be seen as more of a planner and that's kind of where we get more involved and spend time on the planning aspect okay. um, to make their investments more efficient. Right, yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know, again, we talk in generalities on the podcast and try to provide some useful nuggets of information. So you always want to, you know, check with a qualified professional. But to Kyle's point, you know, if you're working with somebody who's not bringing some of these things up, whether they're licensed as a CPA or not, you you know, it's still you need to look at the whole. They need to be looking at the whole big picture, or at least they should be. And then, of course, often there's they have uh, partnerships or someone that they can help you refer you to if you need some continued help. But the same thing with it, whether it's elder law and you know various different things, state planning. And Correct. So on and, and so then forth. when it comes to like when to file, obviously the earlier you do it, maybe there's the more time you do to have some some plannings that you yeah. could you know recategorize. But um, typically, if you're doing tax planning, you've already accomplished it inside that tax year. Yeah, it's uh, you know tax planning is again it's a little different than tax prep. Tax prep is just looking at last year. Tax planning is looking forward. Anything state specific, Kyle, to to ponder there? I mean, we talk again. I talk to people all across the country, but uh, anything specifically in your area? That yeah, I mean, wanna... as far as Kansas, Missouri goes, no. But keep in mind, I work with people not just in Kansas, right. and Missouri. Yeah, um, there's definitely some tax friendly states to to live in and retire in where. 
you know, Kansas versus Florida, you're saving that five to 6% of the state tax on your income, right. which could make a difference. Um, especially if we're doing a lot of, you know, Roth conversions where we might be overpaying a bit on the federal for a few years, but we're actually saving money on the state tax because they're going to retire in Florida or whatever it is. So state specific, um, not really, um, you know, understand that, you know, what states are going to tax social security, which ones won't, which ones will tax your income and, you know, on the state level, which ones won't, you can't get around that just like you can't get around the federal, uh, taxes. All right. So some good, simple tips there this week on the podcast. If you've got some questions when it comes to tax stuff, give Kyle a call. Again, he's not a CPA, but he certainly you know has some good information and is working with folks. So if you've got questions, reach out to him, 913-257-3991. Check him out online at mocanfinancial.com. And if you want, you can send an email question to us. And we're going to take one this week as we wrap up, Kyle. From Jane, she sent one in a week or two ago. We hadn't gotten to it yet, so let's see if we can help her out. She says, guys, I have a question about 401k funds. If I don't use the target date retirement fund, is there a certain number of funds I should allocate for my 401k? I don't want to under or over diversify. So what's the right amount of funds or does it just really depend? That really does depend on who your 401k and custodian providers are. Some are better than others. Some give you uh, choices where you can actually truly diversify on a asset level and a risk level. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to steer people away from target date funds just because of how they're constructed. And it's not. it always doesn't make sense to, as you get towards that target date, to shift to more fixed income assets, typically in a lower interest rate environment, because you could be locking in some losses like, you know, there's a 10-year equity bull run where you're missing out on those gains. So I typically uh, steer people away from target date retirement funds. Um, it is the easiest to go with, but not always in your best interest to go that way. Um, as far as how many funds you should hold within your 401k, that comes down to you know, your risk profile, right. um, your retirement plan, what you need to uncover. Um, but typically, you want to have enough diversification where you know 30% of your holdings or even 20% isn't all in one fund. Um, and you can pretty easily do that inside 401ks these days. Yeah, I just had an email question on a show that uh, out on East Coast uh, that was doing with somebody, and they had something like 30 plus mutual funds, and was curious if they were, you know, properly diversified. So to Jane's point, yeah, she doesn't want to be under or over. And a lot of times when you have something like that many, Kyle, often you have a lot of the same stuff. You have a ton of overlap. Yeah, there's right? a lot of duplicity involved. In- yeah. So Okay. All right. Well, great question, Jane. Thank you so much. Reach out to Kyle. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit. Uh, if you've got some questions, again, give him a call at 913-257-3991 uh, before you take any action. For folks who maybe aren't working with Kyle yet, if you'd like, he's got a great little resource you can tap into, the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Same number. Just give him a call. Let him know. A lot of, a lot of goodies in there that can help you uh, with some good things there to think about when it comes to getting ready for retirement. 913-257-3991. Or don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the different platforms. Financially Fit, just search that in the box of whatever platform you're using, and you can find it that way. Or you can find it all at mokanfinancial.com, M-O-K-A-N financial.com. Kyle, my friend, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. I'll see you in a week or two. We'll do another one. Thanks. We'll catch you next time here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith, President and Investment Advisor Representative at Mocan Financial.
Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.